Thank you for downloading the Crispy Sharp podcast, an audio companion to the film review and interview site that is found at www.crispysharp.co.uk. Hello. One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was to learn more about the reality of filmmaking in the UK and the industry that has grown up around it. There are hundreds of reviews of films and interviews with A-listers, but not much about the day-to-day schedules of people much further down the food chain. So this week, I sat down with a really nice marketing assistant called Sam Walker-Smart, who works at the Ritzen Cinema in Brixton. I wanted to ask him some questions about working in film exhibitions, but started, as usual, by asking him questions about his background. Yeah, so I fell into music journalism. Okay. Uh, started writing for some small publications and worked my way up by sort of got in with Clash magazine, nice. which is a sort of big fashion and music mag, um, where I wrote a lot about goths and anything. <laughs> Basically, all the dance heads in the office didn't know that, so they asked me <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I worked at Ritzy primarily on the bar, and after a year, I uh, marketing assistant role came open when a friend went up to the head office and yeah I was lucky enough to jump in there. Okay so what's your kind of like typical day what does that really mean? Uh, Well the great thing I think with Picture House and the Ritzy is yeah the job description has always been more loose here I think the on a typical day like nine to five stuff I have to get done would be all the POS the posters and stuff make sure they're all up to date around the cinema uh, all that kind of thing, update the staff on any promotional offers we might have, any big releases, any new things that might have gone on sale they uh, might not know about. We have so much different kinds of films and programming, it's always good to give them a bit of a reminder. But then other times, it can be literally I have to dress the staff up and cover them in fake blood, I have to help transform the cinema into the 1920s kind of splendour for Great Gatsby, um, hanging bats everywhere, made bunting with Michael Jackson's head once. Uh, <laughs> just any yeah, sort of wacky ways to help promote the films. Nice. Uh, it all goes pretty yeah mad. And then I also handle the Twitter and the Facebook right, right. as well. So some days it can be dry as you like. Yeah. <laughs> some days it can be quite mad. Okay, so the question about Pitch House. What's the mission statement of Pitch House in your opinion? Uh, my personal thing to me, Pitch House has always been offering as wide range of films as possible in a kind of nice quality environment. Like, you go into any of the Pitch House sites, it just doesn't feel like you're walking into like a big multiplex. Nice. It's, uh, you know, even, this, even the produce in the bar and the kitchen is always different. And even the different sites you go to, they actually often source local drinks and food. And all that kind of vibe. So there's always a lot of research into what's going to appeal and what just makes it a bit different. And I've been to like quite a few of the different sites around the country, and they all have their own distinct identity. They've all got their own distinct sort of like font and logo, for yeah. instance. And yeah, the programming can like go completely. It's like you like sometimes you're a bit jealous. Like, oh, why didn't we show that? And yeah. Sometimes they're a bit. I was like, oh, why did they show that? But it's it's great. It's the it's the choice, I suppose. And we're particularly lucky at the Ritzy having five screens. Yeah, and sure. the event space so we have the opportunity to really shift stuff up because I'm sort of, I've just been living in Southampton for the last few years so obviously I know Harbour Lights yeah. is my local pitch house and they've got, they've got two screens yeah. um, and one thing that I think is really interesting about Harbour Lights is it's right next door to a Cineworld yeah. and obviously Cineworld bought Pitcher House two years ago was it? Right about that yeah, yeah. Um, so I always think it's funny how sometimes 
you get the same film playing in the same you know, so Cineworld will play like 71 for example yeah. playing at both Cineworld and Harbour Lights but the, the type of audience even though they're opposite each other in the same half a mile yeah. not even that actually you know you've got different types of people going to different screens to see the same film yeah. so Pitch House has definitely got this yeah, brand loyalty te- te- yeah a testament <laughs> to kind of the atmosphere I suppose I suppose more than anything I think people go to watch a film in multiplexes not just go in they go in and they go out Yeah. well at Picture Houses there'd normally be some kind of environment that makes them want to linger. So obviously we have people who come in every day and listen to the songs and <laughs> drink a couple of coffees who've never probably sat in one of our yeah. streets. So um, how much say does the Ritzy have over what films they show? Because uh, obviously, for those who don't know, Ritzy is obviously part of the Pitch House chain, which is, an inter- which is national. Yeah. And there's about six in London, I think. Yeah, so we've got 21 sites nationally. Right. Which is more than the pipeline. So yeah, so how, how much freedom does Picture House is quite good. They're really understanding of the, sort of the areas and demographics in different sites. And we're particularly lucky at the Ritzy because Claire, who's the head programmer for the company, used to actually run the Ritzy back in the day. Right. So she has a really good understanding of what sort of appeals. So, so it's kind of strange. Like the Ritzy, obviously, a lot of uh, the protest stuff, documentaries, anything music related, it tends to do really well. Um, obviously, all the big releases. Uh, but then you can have complete curveballs come out, like King's Speech was always probably did quite well, but then just sold out and out and out and out and out, right. and kind of a continuous stream. So there's a kind of a nice balance of trying to understand what would appeal to the Brixton area. And yeah, for the most part, the program the Ritzy's been amazing at all these things you tick, tick all the boxes. So one of the things that Pitch House is really good at, I think, is, or one of the things they try to be good at, and you can tell me what you think about it, but is their kind of focus on event cinema yeah so they have a particular strand called discover tuesdays are they identical around the country uh yeah roughly like the dates might change depending but it's on the same film yeah. isn't it um so yeah i used to watch a couple of those but also they have the kind of big like you say the ritzy you know you kind of dress the cinema up and you kind of make it feel a bit more um how important do you think kind of an event cinema is compared to just blockbuster cinema uh I definitely think it's become more important in recent years. Obviously, they're releasing the rise of secret cinemas, the kind of like hot tub cinemas, and even the amount of pubs that we've seen, especially around the London area, where they're doing these themed nights and you know they're absolutely smashing it and they're selling out. And I think you know cinema always seems to prosper no matter like what the economic downturn or wars or anything people love with <laughs> escapism, um, but. It definitely seems to be like people want more of a reason to fork out, yeah. and or even fork out more if you give them a bit of like a, a sort of better memory, I suppose. And they really want to feel a different atmosphere than walking into like your multiplex. Do you think that's just a London thing, though? Uh, no. I s- when was the last time you left London? Uh, the other day, like I went <laughs> down to. Uh, no, I, I think it's. I went down to like Southwest recently, and even there was such a small crowd, a small demographic, uh, they were really thinking outside the box of how to get people in. And weirdly there, it was more the small club pubs and clubs and stuff, rather than the cinemas that were kind of uh, trying to do it. I know obviously London's a bit spoiled for choice and people can be a sure. bit more picky. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, there definitely seems to be a movement sort of nationwide of trying to make, yeah, sort of cause reasons to uh, change it up a little bit. You know, even seeing sort of 
factors that were trends. You know, tying into music, the rise of vinyl sales gone up for the last six years. I find really interesting. I think there's there's such a progression in one area that it's kind of created a sort of sub community, which is only growing. So it's a kind of interesting divide at the moment, where you know the natural progression of a movement should that should be the only thing, but people seem to be knee jerking yeah. to the other side, which I find quite interesting. And event cinema is one of those. Um, so let's talk about the London Film Festival. Obviously, you're part of one of the sites. I think there's about ten different cinemas that are showing films. Yeah. Maybe about that. Um, uh, so you've shown, I don't know, two films a night. Is that right? Yeah, roughly about two. Yeah, yeah. And you said you thirty films all in all. And you're selling them out. I imagine. Oh uh, yeah, most of them sell out. It's been really good. Okay. So yeah, what what is your view on film film festivals? Like London is like you say, it's sport for choice for cinemas, but you're also sport for choice for kind oh. of big festivals. You've kind of got more year round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think film festivals are great. I think it's just, you know, for the people, really big cinephiles and people in the industry, it's a great opportunity to see emerging talent, catch a film early. Uh, you know, for students, it's a great opportunity to discover something they've never really ever heard of, which, you know, I used to love when I was a student. Um, yeah, even, and then even just the everyday people that are coming to events, whether they're walking. I had a couple in the other night, and they, looked, they just had one look outside seeing it absolutely chucking it down nice right if you go back in that screen you can watch uh, uh, Restored Version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and I just went awesome nice. I just went straight back in and I just think it's just yeah that you know absolute testament you've got you know mad films from like you know, Iranian films and then just even iconic classic horror yeah. films like that I forgot all, they were playing in Texas brilliant all under you know shorts as well and I think obviously shorts are I think shorts are really integral to festivals as well because it's great because sometimes get people into a shorts now oh, actually make them absolutely. yourselves and I think for some reason I see them around festivals and they are still a bit of a struggle sometimes with tickets but um, yeah there's another great platform to put them on I don't usually have to admit something that you will later regret but do you think the film like the London Film Festival is too insular too insular and the way, what I mean by that is you know basically every screening I've either been to or I've heard about have basically been filled with industry people it's very hard to get I mean like who went to the opening gala apart from everyone in the business? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get it's hard you, to actually get. I was you know. I was near South Bank on the opening day on the day off actually, and it was amazing how many people just had badges. But I think the amount of venues and sites it had, including our own, I think when it does sort of spider web out a bit, that's yeah. I think they do give enough venues an opportunity to uh, allow like everyone else to get. Yeah, obviously the big, the big premieres, and sure, the, galas, the, gala, yeah. the gala screenings, and the final films. Like they are, it just does get a bit like. But I think that's London, as yeah, London to be honest. Yeah. So how much choice do you did you get over which films were shown in the um, from the festival? Did you have? We had a meeting in South Bank, probably a good six months ago now actually. Yeah, and they're great. They actually sat us down, looked at what did well last year, you know, what to do this year. And yeah, yeah, real nice dialogue about you know our demographic and what they think we should do, and they're, they're so brilliant. They're really nice peeps, really organised, and yeah, they do actually like listen to what needs to happen. Yeah, I think it's really different, interesting difference between a film festival that's contained in one place, yeah, something like Rain Dance, or um, I went to the BFI Flare Festival, yeah, which is in February. That's all in the South Bank. And compare that to you know something that's spread out across the whole city. Kind of such an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I find it amazing so how different. we've had some festivals I won't name them that they can be 
you know, quite small things, uh, well, you know, self-contained, the, the Ritzy, and you can go right for Lara. Well, like, obviously they are incredibly well-funded and sure, or organised sure. and been going for, you know, decades, but, like, you know, they, you know, stuff goes mad, directors go missing, you know, <laughs> they've got phone number, but, you know, they keep cool and they keep it running and it's, yeah, really, you know, hats off, it's really <laughs> impressive. It boggles, it boggles my mind how they, how you can organise something so... I know it's just extraordinary just trapping people around and oh god I you know I'm sick of people to think about it um, so I was going to ask you this kind of goes into what we were saying a minute ago but my question was kind of lofty question is do you think that cinemas are in trouble or do you think that films are in trouble and my basis of this question is basically a lot of people say that TV is more important than films at the moment yeah. and you've golden kind of age. got in the golden age of TV such yeah. not such bullshit um, and then you've got obviously you've kind of got Video on demand, Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard the latest announcement from HBO. I think it was today they announced it. No. HBO have decided that they're going to pull all their shows. Well, this is kind of in the rumor stage. They're going to create their own online video service, which might mean they just pull all their shows off, off Netflix, <laughs> which would be interesting because you've kind of got lots of different. So anyway, the question is, you know, do you think do you think it's harder to get people to the cinema? Is it because of the the medium, or do you think it's because of the film? Uh, I definitely think it's a bit of both. I personally see sort of Hollywood, especially at the moment, a lot of comparisons with the sort of end of the sixties, where they've just become this sort of bloated monster, <laughs> where they've just can't seem to stop spending money. Yeah. I think I read an amazing fact in terms of actually the amount of screenings proportionally, like a art house flick like Only God Forgives, in terms of how many screenings it has, made more money than like the Lone Ranger. Which, yeah, like, I really see this kind of, you know, very similar to the late 60s where it all kind of fell in on itself, like Rome Burning, and then they hired all these art house directors, these graduates, and, yeah, used them to then get them really rich again. <laughs> then we had the 80s, but, yeah, I think, it's, I think we've just got so many channels and opportunities and media looking at the moment, obviously the digital, the same as obviously the music industry and even the web. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think the, in some ways a lot of the industries become quite desperate and complacent with all the, all the amount of franchises and sequels. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, there is you know you see a, for some reason you can whip out a twenty-five-year-old movie and make ask people to dress up and then suddenly charge them like fifteen quid for it. Well, you could have probably put that on six quid ten years ago. <laughs> whereas people. So what's so it's your so your marketing system right? Marketing yeah. is your kind of. So when you said earlier on about promotions or kind of promotions have you done any interesting campaigns or have you uh, seen any interesting campaigns that you've kind of been inspired by and thought you yeah like this this year probably one of the madder ones was when frank came out we made three brilliant we have a couple of craft guys we use in the ritzy with staff members and we made brilliant like i you know pitch perfect frank heads we had a ginger one and a black haired one and then a bold one from our bold friend sam and uh, we all wore them in the foyer, and then when the first ever screening, Screen One came out, um, we played like live, nice. like the uh, like <laughs> film. So I was on guitar, another guy was on synth, and then uh, my friend Sam was on drums. But we couldn't hear a thing. We could like whip <laughs> those heads on. It was just like, <laughs> so we had massive holes in our ear. So that was quite good. And we had a yeah, loads of people like come out, take pictures, and film it. And one one of the uh, actual friends of the. Chris Lee, the actual man who was Frank, 
Uh, yeah, he actually tweeted saying they were so he would have really loved it. We should have nice. gone up the pub with him afterwards and played. <laughs> Perfect. So that was a really big compliment. So that was, yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, for Maps to Stars the other day, we did a fake Oscar photo shoot. Nice. We did a sort of makeup session, so we look like we're crying. And, uh, distribution company were great. They sent like a fake Oscar to use if we wanted it. So we had to think of a good way to use it. So yeah, we did this brilliant sort of boys and girls. This mascara running down their faces. And so was that nice. that, that's just in in the cinema? Though. Yeah, that's just like in house or to share. Like I said, photos she obviously share on social. Did you ever like do any external promotion? Uh, I did lots of things that are built into the. We do a lot of like community, like relations what? and stuff. Uh, trying to get them in sort of engaged with other like competitions, like poster designs. Uh, sort of stuff. We have a lot of schools in the middle education department. Uh, yeah, even really. What, 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 what do you mean by that? What? Uh, like have mm-hmm. their own communities and education department. So, yeah, literally, I'll come into work bleary eyed and then just walk on in like you know, fifty school kids going past me. I have no idea what they're doing. Like, but like it's oh, that sounds they all come running in to watch and they're like Mandela and like okay, cool, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's great. Like we have a, a local class at the moment and make a whole sort of art project in the ritzy cinemas and then we're going to have the art on our wall for like a couple of weeks as a sort of part of the project. Amazing. Which is really nice. Again, it sort of just helps uh, make the ritzy a bit more different. Travel stuff like that. We have a community outreach kind of member of staff who goes around every week and drops off flyers and just chats to local businesses and uh, uh, just yeah, chats to them about like, what we're showing. Picture House recently started, I don't, I don't know actually about the history, maybe you can tell me, but producing films as well. Yeah, Picture House Entertainment. Yeah, so I recently watched Hockney at the uh, the London Film Festival, which I thought was brilliant and you know, I didn't, didn't I had no idea that it was Picture House. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah, that's what I sort of came about uh, a couple of years ago. Personally, was my favourite read uh, this year, which yeah, I managed to catch a preview. Don't want to keep it, but I'm so happy with the reading this year as well. Uh, yeah, I just think yeah, it's just started off quite small and it seems to quite naturally sort of building up momentum and we're doing more. So and what, more what, what type of films is it? Is it just documentaries or is uh, it? No, we did a concussion. That was a couple of months ago. It was about a house one. Oh my god, that film was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. definitely a slight more to the kind of art house literal I think vibe but then yeah. it's kind of our demographic and it's I think there's definitely been a kind of what will do well at all our sites so Pitch House who do you think your direct competitors are I, I know you don't want to bad mouth anyone um, on, you know but you know are you in competition with Cineworld are you in competition with the Odeon is it a bit different in London because uh, it's in the independent sites so I think definitely if we have competitors it'd be someone more similar vein so it'd be the Curzons um, the Everyman kind of uh, those kind of companies and you know even we we all actually have quite a nice like relationship we email each other sure. through different distribution arms and such and even though like sometimes there's an unspoken thing among the cinema staff where you can uh, go in and you know go to the theatre sometimes there's official deals you go in and you can watch a film depending on how busy it is so yeah I suppose they would naturally be our competitors but I don't know if you've ever been Cinema Leisure, Leisure World, yeah, which just world. immediately makes such a 
cynical name the ledger world of orwellian um and it's just uh terrible terrible name <laughs> not you know it's not the people it's not the it's just the, the shape of the building it's it's old and ugly and it's just the exact opposite of something like this which is yeah. very cozy that's very cynical this is very warm do you uh, but Maritzi, do you also have uh like many, many films you have q and a's and yeah. they spread out to other cinemas because i've noticed that in um harbour lights pitch house you often get a screening from say maybe clapham yeah or hackney and they'll show a film they'll have a q a afterwards oh that was it it was a bell and sebastian film yeah. and they had the gig afterwards you know that kind of uh yeah and it's we definitely seem to be doing more and more of those it sounds like uh, so have you done any at the ritzy though what, what's yeah yeah we've got we've got richard ioni coming over soon uh, to introduce a true five film and then talk to uh, peter bradshaw from the guardian Nice. That'll be really good. Uh, yeah, the Ritzy we've always had a bit of a history of doing Q and A's because it's we always used to be kind of like the biggest cinema, and obviously Screen One is very. If anyone's been inside, it's all all awardy and glossy. It looks very nice. So we've had like Tarantino and oh, wow. Kevin Smith, and random people like Ice Cube for like a rap <laughs> documentary. Um, yeah, and as obviously this, the the web is changing. We've got a lot more coming in again, aside from the LFF. And yeah, sometimes we'll have like a big old event here or Hackney or wherever, and then we'll do a satellite feed to the other sites, yeah. which is great. And it gets it, all everybody together and sort of benefits the whole company and makes it like makes sure no one else misses out really. Or if it's London based, sometimes say we had a gone too far the other day, the Pep and Set film, and we had a Q and A in Hackney. We literally finished the Q and A. Hopped in a cab, went straight down to Brixton, and they watched the film again and did another Q and A straight afterwards, which was really great of them. Um, yeah, we had a or Dave McKean, the iconic comic artist, he's just done a few small screenings of uh, other sites in the country and did a Q and A afterwards. So it all depends. I think if it's a quite a huge kind of event, I guess we might just do the one either at Hackney or here or wherever, and we'll stream it and get satellite crew in. Or yeah, if it's so I want to thank Sam for talking to me and sorting us out a room for chatting upstairs in the Ritzy itself, which is a great cinema and well worth checking out. For more information about the London Film Festival, then head over to ignitefilmfans.com where myself and others have been writing reviews on some of the more interesting films we've managed to catch. Otherwise, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, where I have lots more interesting interviews with people coming up over the next few weeks. 